What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned into the Wednesday edition of the Sports Crime, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark. Mr. Sam, spin the one and twos. Your number is 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Make sure you keep visiting their website. Check out all their latest products, new CBD products as well. Also, disposables as well. That is HazelSkyOnline.com. And this first segment of the day is going to be presented by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential and commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of Sports Crime. 1-800-707-9760. It's open phone lines. Feel free to call anything that we are discussing on the docket today or anything that we discussed yesterday on the show and you just didn't have an opportunity to call or couldn't get through. You can parlay that over to today. And anything that we are discussing today as well, you can do the same. We just ask you be patient during the breaks and segments and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, don't forget, if you need to follow me on Twitter or uh, send me a message on Twitter, you can follow me at SportsGrind. And also, don't forget where you can go to the business page of Facebook of Sports Grind Entertainment, where you can check the I can't even talk. You can check the show out where we're streaming live on Facebook Live. And don't forget about the website SportsGrindOnline.com, where you can check out the daily podcast and get it from there every day. All right, one eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. What's up, Jonas? Ready to rock and roll? Ready. What's up, Mr. Sams? Not much, fellas. How we doing? Hanging in there, man. It's Wednesday. Hump day as the week goes on. Um, a lot of things going on. First of all, we're expecting like a 30-degree turnaround in temperature in that less than 24 hours, you know. Um, Did you get the uh, CPS text alert today no, about I didn't that. power usage? Oh, man, they really trying to be on the, you know, because that's, I mean, I see all the, you know, I only check out the KSAT 12 weather. That's my weather choice has been there. Mrs. Steve Brown, though, he's been retired for years. But they said the same thing, kind of like, well, we're not expecting it to be this bad. And then we saw it, you know, how it turned out for a whole week in February. And this has been every little cool front that's come in. The weather, hey, this is nothing like last year we experienced. Nothing like that. So, they're saying this is not like that, but anyway, regardless of 30-degree spike in temperature, and this has been kind of going on for the last few weeks, that doesn't help a lot of people stay healthy and not sick either. That just contributes to everything else that we're dealing with. But anyway, so get prepared for that. Uh, but in the sports world, there's a lot going on today. Of course, we are in the second – is today the second or third? Second. second. We're in the second – yeah, it's Groundhog Day, and we're in the second day of Black History Month. Uh, and today, at some point, Jonas will be giving us the black history fact of the day that he's found that's happened at some time. Sam's getting a kick out of this. But, yes, yeah, so Jonas will be letting us know what he found today at some point. Maybe at the top of the second hour we'll get his black history fact of the day. So we've got that going on. Um, also, again, you know, it kind of broke in real time yesterday when we were on air about the Brian Flores situation. Definitely have gotten more information Definitely have gotten more time to, um, you know, sleep on this in hell. And, you know, Brian's been on his tour this morning. Um, you know, I think he's on Good Morning America this morning doing an interview. But definitely want to talk about that now that we have kind of some of the details in this uh, uh, lawsuit that's been filed. And we've got some teams named that we want and want to address individually. 
Okay, so we'll talk about that here shortly. Also, we've got National Signing Day today. Um, you know, definitely want to check in with our backyard to see what Trailer and the guys are doing for UTSA, uh, who they've got commits to. Uh, we'll look at UT and, of course, A&M, check out exactly what they're coming in at and kind of where they're at with their, their rankings. Uh, but the question I kind of put in the docket was, you know, this is even, you know, probably it grew even after the time I left high school, even on, it's kind of grown and grown. But I kind of had the question is that is National Signing Day, like is the transfer portal becoming really bigger than National Signing Day of like who's getting the top recruits who are in there? I mean, I'm not saying we're there yet, but it feels like to me that we're going into a place where the bigger deal is pretty much who's in the transfer portal, who's transferring, you know, from school to school, then really who's, oh, you know, they landed. Now, again, like, for example, if we're talking about somebody, you know, in the next year, a couple years, when Cooper's son comes out, Mr. Manning, you know, that's when you're talking about a player like that or if it's a top-tier quarterback out of California, Texas, like, yeah, whoever gets him or whoever wins that recruiting battle for that particular player, especially at the quarterback position or, uh, you know, a generational maybe potential pass rusher or an offensive lineman, that is going to still be, I think, big news on National Sign Day when we talk about it. But when I look at the grand scheme of things, I think the buzz and more of how these teams are kind of being, the top-level teams are being constructed and being able to compete, it's the AKA free agency that's kind of taken more than just the National Signing Day on who these kids sign. Because as far as I'm concerned, they can sign and commit and they can sign on National Signing Day and show up to campus for the first season, but then they can go be playing for somebody else for whatever reason the following season. So that's why I have a question that I think the we're not there yet, but it's a fair question to say that the transfer portal is becoming more important. or I, I should say, I won't say more important, but it's becoming more of a news story, more of a, oh, hey, this happened in the transfer portal besides the kid putting on a hat and putting a sign and showing up at the high school gym and saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm signing with Alabama. I'm signing with the University of Texas. That's my opinion. Yeah, and that might change, though, of course, because you go back to your – if they do, in fact, go back to the traditional transfer portal rules to where you'd have to sit out the season, this, this year being the last of the effects that we're feeling from the 2020 season, 2021, the sitting out, the, the – movement of head coaches across the league i think kind of allowed for that as well so if it's going to be they're going to retain the immediacy factor of the transfer portal to where you can play at one school one year you don't have to sit out and go to school the next year and whether you're an underclassman whatever doesn't matter i think that that might change things but we could see the importance of national signing day maybe return if the transfer portal goes back to the way that it was supposed to well, be. Well, we talked about it on Monday, and I kind of alluded to it on Monday's show that I think that the enjoy, you know, when we had the information of uh, OU's quarterback, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams transferred to USC to uh, follow his former coach who recruited him, I said, you know, these kids enjoy it while you can because to me, I think the NCAA um, and college in general, they're going to tighten the uh, – the strings in this. I mean, the horses out of the barn, I used that analogy on Monday, but I think without a doubt, they when they landed this out, there was when they rolled this out, I should say, there were some coaches, some top-tier coaches that had some concerns about this, 
and basically thought about like, hey, you know, is the rich going to get richer? Is this going to create more of an uncompetitive balance in college football? So there were some concerns, but now that we're actually seeing it in motion and the the number of players that are entering the transfer portal, I think some things are going to change. That's just my opinion because, they again, they want to limit really the control uh, that the student athlete could have. And that's really about football. I mean, transfer portals go on in all sports because it's an NCAA rule, but the attention and it was generated because of college football. 1-800-707-9760. Also, um, NBA action. Your Spurs last night uh, made history, okay? Um, They played the Golden State Warriors. That really wasn't the Golden State Warriors minus eight guys. Um. And they found a way to lose that game. For the first time in Spurs history, they blew a 15-point quarter lead. In, I mean, a 15-fourth quarter point lead at home. Never happened before. Okay? And it's amazing to me because I, I it was kind of shocked to hear that was a first because the topic on this show for me over the years has been not blown leads, not being able to uh, close games. But the question I have is that if you got your core guys that you've had a couple years, speaking of the Spurs, and, you know, a mix of some guys you've called up from the G League or whatever, and you still have a guy by the name of Coach Popovich on the sideline, if the Golden State Warriors sit eight guys, okay, eight guys, and you're at home and you can't find a way, you can't win that game when Steve Kerr is automatically trying to give a layup to pop, like, kind of like, hey, man, you know, I know Big Brother taught me, but I don't want to embarrass him on the court outside. You know, his girlfriend's watching. And you still don't find a way to win the game. The question I have, I have to really ask, like, what are we doing? I mean, are we, where are we going? Are we making progress? It's a fair question. I mean, eight players. And obviously in that pl- those players, there's no Clay, there's no Steph. Draymond's been out. I mean, there's there some of their Icky, top guys. Wiseman. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You got to ask, what are we doing? You know, I mean, that to me, you got to. Yeah, it, it's just one of those that's. Uh, I mean, the effort was there for both teams. I mean, if it, I, I'm not trying to poo-poo that this was some type of non-exciting game because if you attended the game. There was a lot of, and, and like I said, there was a lot of Golden State fans in the house last night, which is, that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, the Lakers, Golden State, we've talked about that. But if you attended the game, you were, I mean, you were treated to a exciting game of, um, you know, instead of having to wait and go to Austin to watch the G League team play, you got to see it to a, you got to see a G League team, uh, two opponents last night, one purposely that transformed into a G League team, another one that might be borderline there anyway uh they had a good game i mean it took a three point is that but i just the thing that came to my mind is like man if we can't beat this team that kerr is trying to give pop like hey man i'm gonna help you to this 26 man i'm just gonna sit over what are we doing and 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 again and it proves why i said steve kerr is the best coach in the nba bar none i can stand alone on the island with that i just think that he is the guy that uh it's not about just having Stephen Curry and Clay, uh, and that it helps. Don't get me wrong, it helps. Okay, but last night shows why I feel why I felt about Steve Kerr, because it's just he relates to this modern day player, his his in game adjustments and everything. He knows how to communicate. 
and he's with the modern game. And I just think that he's – I mean, there's a lot of good coaches in the NBA, okay? But I really think that – I mean, does he have clo- – will he ever have the resume that Coach Pop has? Probably not. Not even close, you know? So this is nothing – by me saying that, it's nothing like, oh, well, you know, Pop sucks at this. What I don't – this is not a history take. I'm just talking about in the present – where we're at, and there's a lot of good coaches in the National Basketball Association, but I think Steve Kerr is is arguably the best, you know, at it. Now, people are going to automatically say, well, yeah, give me stay and clip. Well, last night kind of showed you that there's a system with them, there's an identity, and whoever they put on the court, they're expected from. That's how it used to be down here. That's how it used to be. Even the even during that era of, you know, Tim, Manu, and all that, that I mean, there was – I mean, Pop's the one that started load management. If you want to be cool, he did, we started that down here. So even those nights when those big three would sit or Pop would pull this and be like, oh, man, we've got the Wizards tonight or we've got somebody else, everybody sit up. When that other team came in, speaking of the Spurs, the second unit or whatever, it, it, there was no drop-off of the baton. Yeah, obviously you see Tim wasn't out there, Mono was, but the way they played, it was an identity, and that's who Golden State is, and that's the reason why I believe Steve Kerr is the best coach in the game. Because that in this day and time, that's also not easy to do. That's not easy to have a team of 12 guys and, and, and to be able to sit there in this day and age NBA and have a true identity, and especially if you have the face of the franchise and guys sitting out. That's impressive. That's impressive. Um, I think they're the team to beat along with the champs in Milwaukee. Um, you know, we're going to get closer to where we get closer to the all-star break and I'll be able to kind of tell you, you know, there kind of way, Hey, this is who it is. But for right now, as we wind down the football season, as I get into diving into NBA and college basketball, I mean, I've been paying attention to it all at once. You know, I've kind of have to be conditioned to be a five tool guy, but really when I start putting predictions out, they're coming close, but it was what I can see right now. Golden State's the team to beat, but besides them defending champs, I, I did a lot to dis- disrespect them through the whole season last year, so I got to give them their flowers. They got the crown. They've got, you know, arguably some people say that might be one or if not the best player in the league right now, Giannis. You can pick from whoever you want to. But really, man, it's Golden State is in the mix of about two teams that are going to win this. Uh, and, and, again, in the NBA, that's the reason why, I mean, in the, in, in the football, we're on the verge of having a Cincinnati Bengals and a L.A. Rams, a team that Cincinnati becomes like only the third team or fourth team that had a total of four wins prior season to make it the Super Bowl. That's why NFL is king. Um, we got some issues we're finding out about that we've got to talk about. We can't ignore that. But it goes to the fact that the NBA is just predictable, man. It's a three. It's Golden State, Milwaukee, and Philly's going to have something to say with Embiid. And, again, Brooklyn takes another loss last night. This is this is just not working out in Brooklyn. I mean, I know they're without KD. He's been out of the lineup. Harden just came back yesterday. He's going to have to get his legs because Harden's one of those players that if he misses a week, he's out of game shape like that. I mean, he's, he's just one of those guys. He spends a lot of time in the club. I mean, he's he you know he runs out. He runs around with little baby and them guys having a bottle here and there. When Harden has to miss a week or two, he's going to be out of game shape. So it's going to take him a few games back. I can look at it last night and just tell. Um, you know, they came up short in the desert last night. Phoenix continues to roll on. You know, Phoenix, I, I've got to put them in the conversation too. Phoenix is a team also that, you know, they're showing last year wasn't a fluke. So, yeah, man, that's just the question I have, man. If we're going to lose to the G League team of the Golden State Warriors at home with eight guys sitting out, have to make a team, you have to wonder, are we going in the right direction? And that's a fair question. It really is because that's, I mean, it is what it is, you know. 1-800-707-9760. Also, 
Winter Olympics have started. Does anybody care? I mean, does anybody care that or even noticed that the, win, that the Winter Olympics? Okay, well, Jonas, you write for like a hundred websites, so <laughs> you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you had to cover. I'm pretty sure you had to write some articles about the Winter Olympics, but it's getting low coverage. Hell, one of morning. our, one of our, I'm, from what I'm hearing, and I'm not all no, I'm not jazzed up for the Winter Olympics, but I think one of our key head of bobsled teams already like in protocol. It's already got like a COVID Jeez. case. So I don't know. I mean, it's controversial where it's at, without a doubt. I mean, it's strict over there. I don't even think we sent that many athletes over there normally what we do to a Winter Olympics because of safety and situations like that. But, again, you would not know that the Winter Olympics have even started. And even one of the crazy things around the Olympics, arguably of all of the sports at the, at, at the Winter Games, hockey's the one you want to focus on because it's professional athletes, how they compare – no, no NHL guys this year. Remember, back in December, the NHL announced that no, uh, none of their none of their players would play in the Olympics this year. They didn't put the, the hockey season ain't on pause, Sam. Is it because the Olympics, the NHL is not no, on pause? Right? They got the All Star game coming. They got the All Star. Okay. All right, man. We get back. We've got Mike and Jay. But when we get back, man. We've got to dive into this Brian Flores situation. I mean, like I said, it happened in real time yesterday. I've had a chance to process it. There's definitely all angles I want to talk about in this. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Harbaugh Harge here. Let me tell you about the great folks over at Cover 3. Doug Young and Matt Dotson had a vision of creating a restaurant that you can have the ultimate date night, happy hour with coworkers, or just wanting to hang out with your friends while watching sports. They have great food like the Doug's Reuben, the best-selling Allendale salad, or my go-to, the Jerk Wings. They have chef specials that start on Thursdays and run through Sunday. The brunch is amazing over the weekend. Cover 3 is the place to be. Go to cover-3.com for more details. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Mr. Sands, pin the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. Great company to work for. They do a lot of stuff for the community and surrounding areas. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so... Before we dive into the uh, Brian Flores thing, a um, couple things on Facebook Live, then we'll get to Jay's call where he wants to talk uh, comment on the Spurs. Uh, what we got from uh, Michael Figueroa? Right? Well, from Michael, uh, we have uh, he was chiming in there during during our commercial break. Uh, said 
these commercials are uncalled for. So much of the time it's just music playing. Uh, Michael, you're joining us on the stream, bro. Yeah, that's on the stream. But the long breaks, I mean, it's commercials. It's the business side of it. I mean, you know, like I said, our show and our companies run differently. I mean, there's a lot of things sometimes that pop up business, constantly business stuff still going on as we speak. I mean, as you know, back in December, I mean, we took three weeks off air because we had to handle business. So there's that's that's the side of it. You know, Michael, I mean, I'm not I'm not sitting here giving you my takes and entertaining you for free uh, for two hours a day. OK, so, I mean, that's the thing. So I get it. Appreciate you supporting. But it is what it is. It's for a reason. OK, it's for a reason. You know, when I'm watching shows at home, sometimes I'm, you know, I really don't have any probably shows that I watch that really consider commercials in them, like on regular networks. But even though when I was into those things and they were like, man, there's a lot of break, they're going to break. But now it's totally different because you look at it different when you're in. I look at it like, damn, that's money. Shows making money. There's a lot of commercials in here. Like, man, or I look at something, I'll be looking at a show and then there'll be a product place. I'm like, man, that was a check. How much they pay for that? It's just the eyes different. So just sit back, Michael. Get ready for the cold front. Anyway, but yeah, before we go to, Jay, what do you got? Yeah, really quick over here on Facebook, too. And I know what's coming up here shortly, but Victor checking in saying that A&M has the highest rated recruiting class of all time. And currently. What does Rivals say? Because Rivals is, is, is gospel on this show. So what is Rivals? I know they, I mean, they should be good. It should be good. I mean, they had a good class the last couple uh, years, but what does Rivals say? Rivals has them in second by like four like four percentages of a, of the stars. Like when you average out all the star right. rating, it's like a there, there's like a flat four, whereas Alabama's like a four point oh four. So Rivals, who has the number one class according to Rivals? Alabama. Alabama. I think is that they flipped that. But if you go to ESPN, week. the numbers change. But Rivals is where's possible. Georgia on Rivals. Oh, let me go ahead and switch back to that tab. Yeah. Well, I'll let you find that while we take uh, – we go to the phones here real quick before we dive into the Brian Flores talk. Let's go to Jay. Jay, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 at 1300 Zone. What's up, Jay? Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I just – you know, this entire season, I, I've been kind of – well, actually, two seasons. I've been kind of down on pop, and a lot of it has to do with not just them losing, but it seems like they're not – they're trying to run the Spurs way but they don't have the players in which to do it. And if you look, the minute I figured out that DeJounte is the man that he's going to consistently give you 28 and 8, the next thing I'm doing if I'm the Spurs is I'm looking for a guy that can be a, like a 1A or a 1B player next to him at the power forward spot, like a, a Jeremy Grant or a, or a you know, Donatus Bonus. But yet they keep running out, you know, Derek White and Lonnie Walker, and, and they continue to be inconsistent. Five one night, 20 the next. They can't win like that. They can't win like that. And and for all the Spurs fans that are saying, "Hey, let's if we if we lose, we get a high draft pick." When has Pop ever shown that he's willing to to play a draft pick immediately? Doesn't matter how high they are. If their name's not Tim Duncan, they're not playing immediately. So you know, again, they they need to go ahead. They have pieces. They need to go ahead and make a trade, get the power forward spot shored up instead of six five. You know, Kelvin Johnson. And then they'll start winning some more games because they have DeJounte. He's that guy. Mm. Okay. All right, Jay. Thanks for the phone call. Um, And Jay's phone call uh, is really much when he says that, I mean, the Spurs way, I, I, you know, I relate that to and I translate that to and in, in, in more of evolving and adjusting with the times. 
And I don't really think it's the, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, it's more than just the X's and O's, I believe. I mean, in regards to the way the team is made up. I mean, there's a lot of things that I think that you have to check the box off as a player for this organization and this regime of the last 20-plus years to to sign you on as a spur. And I think that's fine, and you can do that when you have the greatest power forward of all time and arguably one of the greatest basketball players of all time, you know, playing, playing along the side of one of the greatest centers to ever play in Mr. Robinson. You can do that stuff when you have – one of the best international players and one of the top two international players ever to play in the NBA. You can do those things. So it goes back to the the evolving and that and I'm not trying to and I'm not gonna sit here and say Pop hasn't evolved at all because he doesn't really coach these guys like he used to coach a young Tony Parker. Yeah, he's more and it has to come down to like he's on the back nine. He's on the eighteenth green. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean he's sticking around like there's three people playing through in front of him. He's waiting. Okay, but he's on the eighteenth tee. But I, it's one of those that I, I'm not going to sit there and say that he's done nothing to evolve. I'm not going to discredit the man like that. But I just feel that there's a lot of other areas, kind of credit to what Jay's trying to say, is that there's ways we've been doing things and we can get away with that And when you have that. So the other part of his call is saying that, okay, DeJounte's the man, but if we can just go ahead and – and, you know, find that power forward or that other key instead of just sticking with the middle road, Derek White and all that. It, look, man, it comes down to you got to find somebody to play ball with you and you got to find somebody that you got something that somebody else's want. And then basically, the, the again, get in the lottery. Now, and to pot the fence a little bit, the, the last part I'll touch on on Jay's phone call is the fact that when is, has he seen a high drive play, play or whatever? I would I would say Vassell has, has been – you know, where they drafted him at, which is kind of higher than what they were normal drafting, I think Vassell played very quickly and more than really anybody in minutes. I mean, well, Jonas, I mean, he well, first of all, he hit he hit a lot more in his rookie or whatever than than even Primo has. Because that the situation was different because there was no G League season at the time. Remember the G League season was delayed till February and it was only there was only 15 games in the bubble in in Orlando. So you're talking about for so if if they would have had Primo. a regular no, I'm talking about for Vassell. Oh, Vassell. Okay. If they would have had a regular G League season where it starts in November and then you play or, not, or late October and you play through, yeah. I'm willing, I bet I would bet my my last $20 that Vassell would have started that season in the G League. Okay. Well, I mean, look, it, it's it's one of those that Again, my whole thing is it's a process. It's just one of those that I'll keep saying. It's not about killing them constantly after losing to second stringers or losing. I mean, they are who they are. So it's it's not the drum I'm beating. I'm just saying, are we are we still going to be stuck in no man? And like, where are we going? And really, the identity, you know, the identity of an organization and all championship teams in all sports go through it where you've got to maintain the identity of what the city and the champ, what made you a champion it has to resemble this. I've always said that I go to back to Pittsburgh. It's about running the football and defense. You know, uh, there's a lot of teams that there, it's about the identity of what it is, you know, and the, right now I just feel like this is a team in an organization that has no identity. And the reason why they have no identity really, because they don't really truly have an owner and a face of the franchise. You can have all the board members you want to, okay? They had a lot of board members 
in Wisconsin and Green Bay. And it still didn't make Aaron happy enough because there was nobody there that could console him, say, you know what? I loved you, what you're doing for me, Tommy. Like a Robert Kraft. It matters in sports, man. Teams with no owners. I mean, Green Bay's been able to get away with it, but teams that are in flux of ownership or kids, to, they're going to sell. I can go to and show you losing franchises and lose. It, it, it's just the way it goes. It just It's just what it is, you know? Um, it's like a company. It's like a Fortune 500 company trying to operate without a CEO. You know, I mean that's just the reality. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. Okay, before we get into Brian, what do you want to add to that? So just to his, to the point of the call, I mean John Collins' name is being floated out there to come in from Atlanta. There's mutual interest in getting a deal done with Atlanta for Derek White. So so there you get your request to move on from Derek White, bringing a six foot nine. Uh, bunny rabbit with with hops you know in terms of john collins and and the trade deadline is eight days away and when you look at the la- the loss last night another name being floated out there to be moved is Jakob purtle and Jakob purtle didn't play the entire second half of last night's game out for injury jock landale did not play the entire second half of last night's game out for injury so you become a roster where your tallest guy is drew eubanks at six foot nine and, and you're at a, an athletic disadvantage. The, the How Jakob Pertl uh, opens up the pick and roll, how he crashes the boards, he's your best rebounder. I think that you lose a lot for the second half. So call it spin doctor if you want to. But I don't think, I think that you have to look at the game and how it played out in itself. It's still really bad. I'm not trying to put you know lipstick on a pig here and say that you can lose to a group of second stringers and it's all okay. Sounds like it. But there's there's parts to realizing where where your identity gets lost, and this is a thirteen. If you have to like look at how how these these Spurs are maturing, this is like being thirteen years old and trying to figure out who you are yet. This roster has has been constructed and built through the draft over the last three years. Look, okay, yeah, Jonas, whatever. The bottom line is there that no no, and and you say size, Jacob. I mean. Who who does Golden State have that Shaq or Will? Well, I mean, what you? I mean, who do they have? Like, there was no size thing. Like, look, but 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 it's your no, advantage. Man. No, you lose your advantage in terms of rebounding, points in the paint, and what he's able to do to create space and clear the lane for his. Jonas Steve Kerr showed up to San Antonio trying to contribute to Pops getting past twenty six wins. Okay, he called off the dog. I mean, he set everybody. I'm not just talking. This ain't just showing here without no Steph and Clay. There was nobody. They were second and third, really third string guys. You're up 15 points at home in a game that the desert has you favored in for a reason. The Spurs, where they're at and having their guys minus, I'm not giving injuries. You know, it's not saying, well, they didn't have DeJounte Yacoperl. Like, look, I love Yacoperl. He's challenged. He's limited, I should say. I mean, if you give a lot of people, I mean, his work ethic that his size would be, you know, all world and other, some other skilled big guys. But at the end of the day, you got to win that game, man. That's That's embarrassing. That's not good. That's not good. Okay, it's not that there's these high expectations for the Spurs or, you know, they're supposed to be trying to get a playoff. So this is just like if you got your guys and your nucleus and one guy like the caller said, Jay and DeJounte, that's the leader of this team, the real all star of this team. And you have him intact and you're playing an NBA team that's equivalent to a G League team. You are supposed to win that game, especially if you're up 15 points. 
That's coaching. That's adjustments. I mean, Golden State got hot at the three. Spurs had, you know, showed that they got hot a little bit to three. Golden State really shot the ball crazy in the fourth quarter. You got to win that game. That, yeah, that is that's that. just that's that's no bueno, man. That's that's a fair question about what are we really doing? Are we making progress? Or are we just digging this hole here and we've only cracked the surface, you know, and we just have a shovel? That's what it is. I feel like it's like we're digging a hole. On the side of sixteen oh four with one of those sand, those those kind of like sand toy little shovels that you used to get at the convenience store going to Corpus or something to fill some sand in a bucket. That's what I feel like we're shoveling right now down here in East Houston, and we're just sitting here and sitting here, and it's just the image of people. I I can only imagine the people that maybe feel I, the way I do, but they're diehard bleed silver and black, and then when they watch these games that they're still watching. But if they watch these games, and then after this you look at this, and then you see the same image of Pop going to hug a former player, a former coach, and say something to the assistants like, hey, guys, hey, you know, crack a smile. It's like, hey, man, like, okay. You know, that's all I'm saying. But too much time on that because the biggest story today in sports is Brian Flores. And the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, we talked about this yesterday when the news came down for an action lawsuit against the National Football League. And now we have more details. And now we have teams named um, in this lawsuit. Speaking of his former team, Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and the Denver Broncos. Okay? And again, you know, even without the detail, um, I stood by Brian yesterday. I I think this is – this is courage. You've heard a lot of people say that. I agree with this. I think he's doing this for a big, bigger cause. I was standing in his corner. Then when I saw Denver came in, I said, hold on, damn it, Brian. Wait, 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 wait a minute, man. What you doing, brother? Like, remember that, that Chappelle, like, hold on one damn, the, the racial draft. Hold on one damn, minute. I thought we had a deal here. Yeah, exactly. Like, like hold on, Brian. Like, damn, wait, hold on. Well, Denver, well, hold on now. Now you cross the line, brother. No, no, I'm just joking. No, seriously. So three teams are named, all right? Make no mistake about it. I'm going to talk about the Giants situation, why they look a little shady. I'm going to talk about Denver, why they look a little shady. But we got receipts by the name of Vance Joseph. Keep it moving. But, you know, and I'm, but with all that said, don't lose sight of that information from Mr. Hazard, the owner, not Hazard Brown, that's the way we talked to him too, but Ross of Miami Dolphins. That is the most damaging information if proven to be true about what a lot of fans get caught up in what the media float out there sometimes oh man they tank if they don't want to win this game who wants to who really wants to win this game between Jacksonville and the Jets about the pick when you have an owner that allegedly is basically offering compensation a six-figure compensation for losses or to kind of dial back your hard work For draft picks. That is a problem. That is an integrity problem. That is no different than fixing games. Okay? This is... That right there could put Ross in the Sterling situation, the Donald Sterling situation right there. I want to focus on that and then go into the Giants situation and the Denver situation and talk more about the big picture, the reason why I think Brian Flores and what's going to happen to him in going forward. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back.